Hello everyone, we're having a very brief summer holiday hiatus at the moment. Um, Aid's going away on holiday, I've got some time off this week with my boys, John's been out to visit a spooky haunted house, Claire is busy filming a little mini movie and most importantly of all, Rachel gave birth to a beautiful baby girl this Monday just gone. So, this week we're going to share with you instead the Barcelona special that Claire recorded um, with interviews from the Experimental Photography Festival, and we will be back with you next week. And welcome to this very special Sunny 16 Presents episode where we're going to talk a bit more in depth about the experimental photo festival that takes place every year at Barcelona. Regular listeners will know that we did discuss um, the, the festival on episode 258 of the main Sunny 16 uh, podcast feed and that I was really fortunate enough to be out in Barcelona for Expo 21 this year um, where I was invited to curate one of the shows out there and I had such a wonderful time um, in, in such a fabulous festival and so we thought it would be nice to put out a separate Sunny 16 Presents which talks a bit more in depth about the, the festival, about what it is if you don't know what you can expect and to hear a couple of the interviews that I managed to get from different artists while I was out there this year. For those of you who don't know what um, Experimental Photo Festival is, um, I recommend that you go to um, experimentalphotofestival.com and read all about it and see the kind of diverse range of artists and events that took place but it's its philosophy is it's a non-profit um, cultural association with an aim to create promote and disseminate experimental photography in all its forms um, and the, the 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 directors you know the organizers consider it's an essential to sort of create an international community um, of artists that can you know really come together they can meet in one place um, support each other um, recognize each other you know in an equal footing and share and create different projects and and it really is kind of a melting pot where you know people come from all over the world literally um to take part um of course it doesn't happen just like that so i do feel like we need to give a massive thank you um to the people behind the scenes who make it um make it a reality and who took it from an idea uh, and made it happen so there's 12 people there's a team of 12 people and 50 volunteers who work tirelessly throughout throughout the year um to make the event the success that it is and a huge thank you in particular to the two directors Pablo and Laura who I know coordinate everything and you know had that germ that seed that idea and have made it a reality um, as said, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a really, um, 
it is it's exceptionally diverse and there's so many things that happen so there's different workshops um hands-on workshop where you can kind of learn all sorts of different techniques you can have workshops in the in dark rooms so you can be in a dark room learning and printing um and there's other you know you can be in a polaroid workshop there's lots of different things that go that go on um there's also many many conferences and talks so there's everything from the creation of cameras optics and films processes of printing um multiple exposures experimental cinema experimental architecture um you name it um and there's something there to pique everybody's interest and everyone's curiosity so there's and there's lots and lots of stuff going on so every day is really you could be busy from you know 10 in the morning till sort of 6 in the evening there's so much happening um there was also this year um, different exhibitions that took place um, across the city in, in Barcelona and I was very fortunate enough to be invited to um, be a curator of one of those exhibitions. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about um, the show I worked on, um, which is still up and running until the September the 15th in a gallery space called San Luc. So if you're in Barcelona, you can actually go along and have a look at it. Um, so I didn't work alone on the exhibition. Um, I worked with a Norwegian artist called Gisla Natas, and together we put together a show which we called Night Journeys and Captures. So my starting point really was curating um, a series of images. So I chose 31 images from a variety of international artists um, with different film formats. So we had Polaroid, 35mm, um, 120film, Van Dyck images. And for me, I selected images that I felt all created a specific mood and a specific atmosphere. And my idea be, be, uh, behind calling the show Night Journeys was really thinking about um, those places where we go to when we sleep that come to us through dreams and those kind of midnight adventures of our mind uh, and, and where we go to, which is often debated. So that was like the starting point of the show. Working alongside Gisla, um, Gisla put together a 16-minute piece um, sound inter intervention installation for the show that complemented the theme and complemented the visual images. And Gisla called his sound piece um, Captures. So together, that's why our show is called Night Journeys and Captures. We also thought it was a lovely idea when we found out that we had a screen in the gallery space that to complement the analogue um, photographers, to complement um, Gisler's soundscape, um, that we would also have some uh, moving images. So we, uh, we put together a 16-minute film piece from a variety of analogue filmmakers. So we had some work from Kenneth Anger, who works um, with 16mm. We had work from Derek Jarman, who was a UK artist who worked exclusively with Super 8. And we also had some pieces from 
filmmakers such as Dario Argento, David Lynch, um, you know, that all kind of complemented the still work um, on the walls and also worked with Gisler's sound installation so that what we wanted to achieve was when you come through the door, um, you have an exhibition that you can experience with all of your senses. So you can see it, you can hear it, you know, you can feel it. Um, and yeah, so that's that was our aim and that's what we um, we wanted to achieve. So it was a, a real pleasure working alongside Gisler and really interesting to hear and learn about his process um, and what his thoughts behind um, his sound installation captures, you know, how he kind of came about that, how he put that together. So um, he was very kindly, gave us his time. So first up, let's just hear from Gisler um, about his sound installation and um, how that came about. Okay, so Gisler, um, we were lucky enough to work together on the um, exhibition Night Journeys and Captures and as we know I um, curated the, the images and you um, created the sound installation Captures um, which was a 16 minute um, intervention. So do you want to tell listeners um, about how you came up, up with the concept of captures and how you put that together. Yes, Claire, I will. First of all, I want to thank you really much for this collaboration and it has been a really great uh, time together when we have developed the project from uh, less or more zero until uh, the finished exhibition that opened uh, yesterday in St. Luke in Barcelona. So. Yeah, we were invited to, to do this exhibition in St. Luke, that is a really nice exhibition uh, space in uh, the heart of Barcelona. Uh, it's located uh, close to the Santa Catarina market uh, with this beautiful architecture and uh, it's uh, um, 30 second walk from uh, the Santa Catarina market. And um, uh, the, ex the sound installation capture uh, the idea uh, uh, behind the installation is that uh, I wanted to work with uh, photography, with uh, experimental photography, but uh, without showing any images. So what I did was to put up a concept about how I can use my camera uh, to do experimental photography but not showing any images. So it started with the idea to uh, take recordings, sound field recordings uh, of my Leica M9 camera and use that as a base in the installation. So what I did was to, uh, to use uh, four or five different kinds of microphone and to use some days to try out a lot of things with my camera 
to get out uh, as much as I could of uh, different kinds of sounds from the camera. So I uh, I start to use you know this uh, normal um, normal microphone uh, that you can sing in, and uh, I was working with a camera for some hours to try to see where is the limits for what I can get out and uh, uh, how can I use that uh, microphone to have it close, to have it a bit far away, to uh, to to find new. Uh, sounds uh, of the camera. So I use this normal microphone first and then I continue with a contact microphone and uh, I use also a kind of dictaphone. It's similar that the dictaphone we use here today, mm. uh, the Zoom H6 I have used with different kinds of uh, microphones. And then at last I, had a, I have a really nice and exciting microphone called um, Geophone from Loom. And uh, with that uh, Geophone I was uh, squeezing the last uh, possibility of uh, sounds for my Leica M camera. So with that uh, base of sound recordings of the camera, I create a piece of sound as the sound installation that uh, was um, working with the team uh, Night Journeys to find, so I work with the, that sounds and also new si sounds to try to create a kind of uh, atmosphere around uh, our theme in, in, the, in the exhibition. So, um, uh, the, the, the sounds of the Leica was, was um, the thing that was carried uh, through the whole um, installation. And to, and to put that in a context, I was use two different kinds of uh, sound that I add to this uh, uh, recordings of the camera. And that was uh, a kind of drone uh, sound, a bass sound, that is the bottom of the, of the sound spectre in the installation. And I made that with a kind of instrument I have is called Drone Commander. That is a kind of instrument, an analog synthesizer that uh, a guy from United States of America, Eric Archer, uh, has built for 20 years ago. And, um, and on top of these two sound images, I also use field recordings from cities and also from underground uh, situation to create uh, um, that atmosphere I want to to do in the in the exhibition. So um, yeah, that's more or less it is uh, how it is. And um, uh, on the exhibition, uh, I I use this kind of uh, sound. Uh, sound work uh, in a specific way to use the whole entire of the um, of the exhibition space. So I decided to to split that uh, sound installation in uh, six different kinds of loudspeakers. So I decided that only some uh, sounds is going uh, through 
different kinds of loudspeakers. So the sounds is not going through all the sound speakers, but uh, only uh, that sound is only go through that loudspeaker and so on. So that means um, that eight, uh, six um, loudspeakers have specific and unique sounds that uh, you as a visitor can can uh, experience and you can uh, stand, be in the room and feel it's a kind of three-dimensional uh, sound exp uh, experience because uh, I used uh, loudspeakers to to, um, to, um, to to use the whole space of the room. So that's more or less uh, what I can say and uh, I think you only have to go there to experience it in St. Luke in Barcelona. Was there a reason you chose to use the Leica? Because uh, it's, it's actually a really simple reason to it because that uh, was my camera in the time. <laughs> so uh, I have for many many years been a Leica user mm -hmm. and uh, in that time when I was invited to this exhibition I had this uh, Leica M9 and uh, I had it for seven years and uh, after the invitation from um, from Barcelona, I actually sell it to upgrade to a new like M10. Mm. So uh, the reason, the main reason to use it was uh, because that was my camera. And what is it about a Leica camera that you're so passionate about? Uh, I think it's different kinds of reason. Uh, uh, now I use it because I think it's nice to use time uh, and uh, to do photography and also to do it a bit difficult for yourself. It's not difficult, but you know the Leica uh, M series is uh, more or less manual. So there is no zoom, there is no autofocus, there is, uh, you have to find your shutter time and you also have to find the aperture. So you can use some kind of uh, automatic and uh, I, the only thing I have used is the film speed automatic. But you still have to do the focus manual, you still have to find the perfect uh, shutter time in relation to what kind of photography you should take and also to find an aperture that uh, that give you the image you want so uh, my risk now is to is to use more attention uh, when I do photography and I have to think a bit more about uh, how I do it and uh, it's similar also to another, another thing I have done uh, the last year is to, to buy a, a what is called a, a turntable mm -hmm. so it's the same concept it's, um, it's so much that is so easy in these days uh, you don't have to think it's only to push your fingers to some apps and everything is there and is there easy but I think I believe in the concept to to use a bit more time on something in your life.
So that was Gisler Natos talking about his sound installation. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about Gisler and his work, you can go online and visit his website at natos.com. So that's N-A-T-A-A-S.com, where you can see all about his work. And you can find him on Instagram as Gisler, G-I-S-L-E, Natas, N-A-T-A-A-S. Another highlight for me from the exhibition was a workshop that I took part in, which was a light painting workshop with the very talented um, Italian photographer Felicita Russo. Um, it was a fabulous workshop. Um, there was about six of us um, when we spent half a day together sort of learning from from Felicita about her process and her techniques and then practising ourselves. Um, I was also fortunate enough to go to her talk the following day um, to hear a bit more in depth about Felicita uh, and about everything that she does. Now, very kindly, Felicita also um, gave us some of, some of her time to talk to us here um, about herself and her work. So next up, let's just hear from Felicita Russo um, about her light painting. So I'm here in the um, Institute of Photographic Centre in uh, Barcelona and I'm with um, the Polaroid artist Felicita Russo who originates from Naples and um, Felicita specialises in light painting and I was actually really fortunate yesterday to go to her workshop which was absolutely fantastic so we're lucky that um, Felicita has very kindly offered to give us some of her time to talk to us a bit about um, her work um, and her process and um, why she does light painting so Felicita thank you do you want to tell us also a bit about your background because you've got a really interesting background um, and just about how you got into light painting yes hi um, so I got into light painting um, just very recently like 10 years ago the first time I heard about light painting I have a degree in, in physics, I studied astrophysics and I have a PhD um, in atmospheric physics. In all my work career, I always used light as a way to discover the world. First, as an astrophysicist, we use light to know about stars and galaxies and planets. And in um, atmospheric physics, I used light to um, explore the, um, the atmosphere. So the light for me has always been a way to discover things. And actually, I have to say that now with light painting is a way to discover myself. And Felicita, you were saying as well, um, with your PhD, you were lucky enough as well to work for NASA and um, I can really see a lot of your work is quite space age. Do you want to tell us if how that experience of working for NASA has influenced your work directly? Yes, I actually was very passionate about the universe and astronomy since when I was 16, uh, because there was the passage of the comet, uh, the Halley's comet. And actually I was um, at the um, observatory in Naples in Naples to to see it and it was because of the bad weather we couldn't see it so I started really wanting to know more 
and I enter in this group of people that were going outside at night and looking, taking pictures, and so I started astrophotography. And the universe for me is is something very important. It means also friendship because I had this huge group of people with which we we used to talk about and watch um, uh, t- take picture together. But also is metaphorically very important because I'm not a religious person. But uh, w- every time I think uh, about death, I really, really hope that after we die, I become um, like uh, stardust again. Okay, yeah. So I have this image in my mind that the universe is the place in which I will be after I die. Well, and that sort of stardust and your sort of love of astrophysics and, and your time with NASA as well, I can see all that in your work um, because Felicita, maybe you want to tell us a bit about the, the actual work because you do, you do that beautiful work with your fibre optic brushes where you use um, with your stencils. Then you do the real, to me, um, beautiful space age stuff with your <laughs> sabers. I mean, it's just wonderful. And then those um, those beautiful pieces of work, which is just like looking into someone's an eye. Do you want to tell us a bit about those and how how, how you how you work your process with the, with the sabers, for instance? Yes. Okay. About the eye, uh, I had this idea um, thinking about the title of a competition uh, that was the the wind, the eye of the of the Polaroid. And um, what I actually want to see when I use my camera is not from the inside out, but is from outside in. I always look look at myself in my pictures. So in that picture, um, inside the eye, there is a scene that is very dear to me, uh, which is a solar eclipse that I had the luck to be to witness in 1999. And now that I have a son, I would like to show him this image that I have inside of me. So that's why we are together um, in that in that picture. And people can see those two images, isn't there, um, on your Instagram page, yeah, or a website. Do, could you want to tell people where that is before we forget where what your handle is on Instagram? Uh, okay, in Instagram I am Felicita Russo, and I have a website that is felicitarusso.it. And um, I mean, it's beautiful work, and it is proper space age, universe, stardust. It's all of those things, and I think it really suits your your background as an astrophysicist. What is it about? Because you 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 were in in your talk as well, um, which was fantastic, and I just uh, just come out of your talk. Um, you were saying that you were really inspired to work with the round frames, and that how you see. The frames of po- the the Polaroid frames themselves are quite important, and they have meaning. Do you want to tell us a bit about that and why why you feel the round frames um, will 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 go with your sort of next project? Yes, um, actually, uh, Polaroids. Uh, I've always seen the Polaroids, like the image inside plus the uh, the frame as a as a whole. The frame is very important for me in the Polaroid. 
So um, when I when I started, actually, it was not even very easy because I was moving from four thirds um, um, framing to square. That was already not very very easy. Now that the round frames um, are being produced again, I was wondering. What is the meaning of uh, um, enclosing your picture in a, in a round shape instead of a square? So I started working on a series that, is, that I called Squaring the Circle because I'm trying to fit back the square inside the circle. And obviously, I probably will do also the opposite, um, fit the, the, the circle inside the square. This competition between the square and the circle brings, brings me back to the um, dichotomy between human, yeah. that humans are square, mm. and divinity that is round. So this is the part which I want to explore more. Fascinating. So we're going to look forward to seeing the new work. Um, I also, I, and also imagine your work has these the galactic tunnels will be going into your, like yeah, entering yeah, the galactic sure. tunnel through through the circles. Um, Felicita, um, when are you flying home and, and what, because you've had an action-packed time here, what have your highlights been of the, um, of the festival? Your highlights? Yeah, um, I was already in the festival last time, but this time I was completely inside of it because I had workshops and talks and uh, it was very nice to talk to people and to see other people's work and we were discussing it uh, over dinner, so it was a real full immersion. And I really think that we still need festivals like this because it's a unique way of meeting with people and uh, really speaking deeply and exploring other people's um, approach also, That's not good. only the work. And, um, well, thank you for your time, Felicity. And I, oh, honestly, I, I thoroughly enjoyed your workshop yesterday. So I'm going away to, to get my uh, sabers and everything ready. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So that was Felicita Russo uh, talking to us. And if you'd like to find out a bit more about her work, you can go online at www.felicitarusso.it where you can look at her website and all her wonderful work. And you can also find her on Instagram as Felicita Russo. And another highlight for me for, from the festival was another exhibition that was called Struck by Light. Now, Struck by Light... Um, was an exhibition of a variety of female photographers who'd been selected by er uh, Ellen Carey. Um, and this was part of the 100 Heroines, which is a platform that kind of raises the profile of female photographers. Very luckily, um, the exhibition transitioned to Barcelona um, uh, to be part of the festival um, and I was lucky enough to go and see it for myself and I had another quick little chat with um, Catalan artist, photographer and curator Cristina Fonserer, um about the festival. So let's just have a listen to what Cristina um, had to say to me in the gallery about Struck by Light. <laughs> Yeah.
So I'm here in um, the Valid Photo Gallery in Barcelona to um, see another exhibition which is called Struck by Light. And this exhibition has been curated... Um, well, the work has been selected by Ellen Carey, um, the photographer and artist Ellen Carey, and it's been curated by um, the UK photographer Megan Ringrose and also the Catalan photographer and artist Christina Fonserer. Um, and so I'm in the gallery now um, to talk to Christina, who's going to tell us all about um, the exhibition and how it came about and um, yeah bits and pieces about how you put the show together so do you want to tell us Christina a bit about how Struck by Light came about Hi Claire thanks for coming well the exhibition started in 2020 through an open call um hosted by 100 Herrings, mm. which is a UK platform dedicated to uh, to raise the profile of women photographers. And Ellen Carey, she's uh, an American photographer. She's been producing a unique experimental work since the 70s. She's one of the 100 Herrings. She uh, asked a question in this open call. What is a 20th century photogra photography and what does it look like? So, um, 14 artists were selected by Ellen. And we were all um, in an online, online show in, in 100 Heroines uh, platform. And after the online show, uh, the artists thought that we wanted a real exhibition because the works were really good and especially um, experimental photography needs to be uh, seen in. So the artists um, partnered with the um, Experimental Photography Festival to bring the show to Barcelona. And Megan Ringrose um, is an, a British, sorry, she's from Australia, but she lives in, in, Ox in Oxfordshire. With Megan, uh, we create and organize the show in Barcelona. So, I, the thing that strikes me about this show, Christina, is that it's very colourful. So, um, for listeners, um, the gallery itself is it's very spacious, it's very long, and it's a very clean white gallery, but all the images in the Struck by Lie exhibition are very colourful and very vivid with their colours. And, for instance, I'm standing in front of um, Megan Ringrose's work, and I, she's there, there's three sections to her works. So there's nine images in groups of three. So we've got three red ones, three green ones, and three blue ones. Um, sort of abstract images um, with a lot of um, with a lot of shadows, um, the cyanotypes. So it's quite colourful. So Christina, um, colours obviously played a part in this. How did you? thinking of all the colours and the, the vividness of the colours for your role in curating this show, what was your starting point in, in putting it all together? We organised the show in a very intuitively way all the works are very strong, very colourful so we have uh, different formats as well, so we organised 
we organize it in like in different layers and we have some monochromes work as well that we we mix it up with the colors to like to 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 balance the show because it was all very strong yeah no I, it's interesting you say that christina because i did notice that in between this very vivid colored work you've placed some monochrome and that really does as you say balance out the balance out the show so tell us how long is the show running for if anyone's in barcelona and they want to come along to the valid photo gallery how long is the show on for the show is is until the 31 of july from monday Sorry, Monday is closed from Tuesday to Saturday in the morning and in the afternoon. So uh, if you're in Barcelona and you happen to be listening to, to us, um, you know, please make your way to Valid Photo Gallery because it's well worth, very well worth um, checking out. We have an amazing piece by Ellen Carrey in the show. It's a huge Polaroid, it's a 20 by 24 Polaroid made with the with the camera with the giant Polaroid camera in the new in the New York studio that was founded by John Reuter. It's a great opportunity to see her work in Spain. I think it's the first time that she she exhibits it, she exhibits it, um, one of her pieces in in Barcelona in Spain. So talking about. Um Ellen's piece of work that's in the show for listeners I'm looking at it now and it's a huge Polaroid um, what size is it again Christina 20 by 24 20 by 24 the camera but the size the camera so what size is the print do we know we're just looking it up it's big it's big So that was uh, the photographer and artist Christina Fonserer talking there about the show Struck by Light. And if you'd like to find out a bit more about Christina's work, you can go online and visit www.christinafonserer, that's Christina with a C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Fonserer, F-O-N-T-S-A-R-E, where you can find out more about her. And you can also find her on Instagram as Christina Fonserer. So if you'd like to know more, um, and see the full range of workshops and conferences that took place, um, please visit experimentalphotofestival.com where you can still see the full lineup. You can follow them on Facebook, you can follow them on Instagram, um, you can watch um, the conf- some of the conferences on YouTube, and most importantly, you can already buy um, a ticket for Experimental Festival. 2022 which will take place again in Barcelona next July so get your ticket while you can and um, we'll see you over there. Mm